0: Hi there, my name is Destiny Firestack and I am starting this new podcast so thank you for listening um, and the first thing that I wanted to touch on and talk about was why did you get into beauty school, um, who are you versus who do you desire to be and what are key points um, that you know you should remember when looking for a new salon. So personally, one of the um, biggest things that I like to talk about are boundaries and having boundaries within yourself and what does that look like to have boundaries with others. So one of the first things is when you are looking for a new salon space to work in there are plenty of positives just as there are negatives and that's going to be for everybody um it doesn't necessarily mean that just because it doesn't work for somebody else that it's not going to work for you doesn't mean that just because it doesn't work for you that it's not going to work for somebody else um but i'm gonna go down a list of red flags that personally that i knew were not going to align with my beliefs um and then maybe that you'll have some that are similar to yours as well or maybe you'll say oh well you know that doesn't really bother me but you know that's okay i'm not here to tell you what you need to do what you should not do I am simply doing this podcast because I just want to share my experiences. And if it benefits somebody, that's the goal. Um, And we can have some fun. (laughs) I like to joke around and laugh a lot. So be prepared for a lot of that. (laughs) Um, Oh, my cat is freaking out. (laughs) Um, So the biggest, first things first. The biggest thing for me is... The presence of an owner so there are owners who are not there and I don't even you know I don't mean just physically but also just mentally and in uh, any other ways if if there is not an owner present that is willing to be the backbone of your success then it can cost not only you but everyone else there um there are was a salon once that I was in that was a commission-based salon and it was the first space that I ever learned more about myself and who I am who I wanted to be and who I did not want to be and what I mean by that is there were times where I knew that I was offered education but they had Um, A structure where it was going to be way too expensive for me to afford it on a 47% commission structure. And I worked 40 hours a week or more, probably actually closer to 42 to 45 hours a week. And I just knew that that wasn't going to work for me. And it became almost like a tactic um to enforce some sort of consequence or discipline if you would not attend. Um, And a lot of times, you know, jobs were threatened and it was a very toxic environment and it was not some it was not conducive to my growth. So I was in a commission based salon for about six months, maybe less honestly, right out of beauty school. And I knew from the get go with this burning, fiery passion inside that I had developed in beauty school. It was the first thing I ever completed and scored the highest scores on in my entire life. I mean, I was a—I am a high school dropout. Um, I didn't even make it to my junior year. Um, and, you know, I got my GED when I was 20 and i was in a extremely traumatic marriage um and so i had a choice either go to beauty school at 20 or i'm not ever going to be able to get myself out of this marriage so that was a part of my why did i go to beauty school and for me it was to make sure that i could seek out my own independence and self-discovery that allowed me to be able to take care of myself without the need of help from, um, you know, a man at that point. So, and that's exactly what I did. Um, It was rough. It was really hard, but I did it. And I am working on year number five behind the chair, and it is the best thing I could have ever done for myself. So, my boundaries I take very seriously because of all the deep meanings behind why... I decided to get into, um, hair and I'm sure it's similar to a lot of people's stories. Um, finding a sense of self and independence and discovering who you are and learning how to be completely financially independent. And, you know, honestly, I just really wish that people could really really dig into themselves and find out who they really really are with without social media without someone else telling you what you should be what you shouldn't be what you have to be what you don't want to be everyone is always telling you from the day you are born the trees are green sky is blue if you argue with that you're the problem and you know what I don't like that (laughs) and I Do not like to be put into a box. I question everything. Well, is the sky blue? Or is that just what the eye sees? What does the naked eye see? Why does it appear the color blue to us? Is it just the, you know, layers of the atmosphere? There's so many different things that make up why things the way that they are. And I am naturally an inquisitive person. And it has, I'm sure led me into some hot water conversations <laughs> but also i figured you know what i'm a you know fuck it kind of person and if i have a question i'm going to ask it um if i can't not get an answer i will research it that is the way that i operate so when i was looking for a salon and when i was in a commission based salon it was not only my first experience into the professional world, but also my first experience with a um, team of stylists, a very large team of stylists who have been professionals longer than I have. Um, You know, an owner that has been in the game for 25 years. Um, So there was a lot of intimidation in, you know, that I, I was afraid. And what I learned was, I needed an owner that was present. I needed an owner that was going to be there when I needed to talk. I needed an owner who understood my needs and the areas of growth I wanted. And I feel like to a degree they were taken seriously and in other ways they were completely irrelevant because it did not align you know, with the salon and that is okay. It, it, it is okay, honestly. It's not one shoe size does not fit all. There is a specific vision for a salon environment. And either it aligns with you and your visions or it doesn't. And that is okay. That is, doesn't mean anything negative about the salon or you. It just means it's not a good fit. Even if you gave it you your all, you gave it your best, it is okay to accept the fact that it just did not work out. And we all need to really remember that it is okay to walk away from an investment that no longer serves you. And I truly mean that. And that is going to lead me into the next thing is contract signing. Commissioner independent. I personally feel there is a place and time for everything, right? There is no right or wrong. A red flag for me is not going to be a red flag for you. Bottom line. Now, I personally believe that contracts should be optional. I believe that having the option will keep everybody on an open-minded wavelength. And that also keeps everybody on the same page. Now, contracts for owners do provide a sense of security that your stylist is not going to just walk out on you and not pay their rent or that they're not going to just quit and you no longer have a uh, commission source to help provide for the salon. Now, as on the side of the stylist, then I believe that the stylists should read every single thing in that contract, the length of time, restrictions requirements expectations like everything read it like a it's almost like a landlord tenant application and contract between you and your landlord when you're trying to rent an apartment or a a condo or whatever it is it's the same exact thing they need a lease that states you are going to be here, you are going to pay this, and you're not leaving until said lease or contract is up. That is the purpose, is to make sure each end, each party holds up their end of the deal and it is a legal binding leasing contract. If you sign something, you are 100% responsible for holding up your end of the lease or contract. Unless there are some legal issues then that needs to be brought up with I'm gonna tell you run like you're on fire and go get a lawyer <laughs> like there is a time and place for everything um so if you sign a contract with a commission stylist or a, I'm sorry a commission salon and they say you need to be here for three years I want to guarantee that you cannot leave me and go work for somebody else sign my contract and you're like whoa okay first off (laughs) i don't even know where i'm gonna be in two months (laughs) that's a long time right like that's a seriously long time to sign a contract for and i knew somebody who signed a contract for three years and my jaw dropped because i was like girl i don't even know where i'm gonna be next week holy crap right it's scary to me that's a red flag for her it was okay it ended up not ending well, but at the moment, she believed it was okay. And you know what? That's also okay. Everything happens for a reason. Everybody's purpose and path is different. Everyone's losses turn into their own lessons. And that is what I like to talk about. Because you're, you're never going to know what you don't know until you know it. <laughs> I know that sounds really ridiculous, but you don't know what you don't know until you know it when what i mean is who you are today it's not going to be who you are tomorrow you're going to change completely and you're going to absorb new information and you're going to think differently and you're going to be like hmm do i really want to sign a 3 year contract i'm 10 years into my hair business does that align with my my beliefs and what i need it might probably not but when you're brand new right out of beauty school that doesn't sound too bad because you know you have a job however What you don't get to see is the fact that you cannot leave and if you try, I'm sure there is going to be some sort of illegal action taken and like I said, run like you're on fire from any contract, in my opinion, that is any longer than 12 months. That is just insanity and it's, I to me, it's so hard to say what's right and wrong because there is no right and wrong but i just cannot justify three whole years that's just bananas so there's something that said you know something said when it comes to what you're looking for how do you feel about a lease six month lease probably sounds a lot better than a three-year lease and if a long lease is presented to you But you want to work in the salon. Like you're dying to get in. This is the place for you. You know in your core. And ah, the lease. God, 15 months? That really kind of stings, right? Do I really want to do 15 months? And for some people, like I said, that might be a complete security blanket for you. And I'm all about ripping the security blanket away from you because you can do it without that. So maybe ask what I suggested and what I like to do is negotiate. You're completely in the right position to negotiate. Not only are they interviewing you to be in their salon, but interview them. Ask them, what do you offer me? What will I achieve in this 15 months? What expectations should I have? being here in your salon space for 15 months if I'm under this contract? Is there any education offered? Is there growth opportunities? Are there, you know, the list goes on. As much as somebody interviews you, you need to interview them, especially if you are in a commission-based salon. Now, the next thing that I kind of want to talk about, I guess it kind of applies to both independent and commission, but front desk um, workers. So I can't even tell you. It is so nice to have front desk help because it just can alleviate all of the stresses around the phone is ringing. Oh my God. I'm in the middle of a global bleaching. I need to run and get it. But I can't. I have bleach all over my gloves. I got to go take my gloves off. Hold on. And then by the time you get to the phone, it went to voicemail. And then you look over and your owner is giving you the look. <laughs> the look. We all know the look. I've gotten the look. You've gotten the look probably. It's not a fun thing. And they understand. Yes, you're busy. But you really should have gotten that phone. So... I believe in looking for somewhere that has a front desk um, worker that can help mitigate customer needs, um, client needs, anything like that. So also a front desk worker um, can help with cleaning around the chairs. I know there was a salon that I I worked at once when I was commissioned that had cleaners um, that were in the salon during the day. That would like I was totally spoiled <laughs> and after every haircut, the second the hair hit the floor, it was swept up and I was ready to go. I would turn around, my whole station was clean. As soon as I was done checking out my my client, turn around, boom done next client, you know, uh, butts in the seat. So that was it. I was just flying through clients. It saved me probably a good 10 minutes in between every client. and that's efficiency. So remember with a lot of these air quoted, I'm going to say red flags, that there's a reason why it's a red flag. It's not just a red flag because "Mm, I don't like it. No, it's a red flag because of these reasons I'm about to list. I like efficiency. I like organization. I like a consistent plan of how every day is going to go. And that is how I can sleep at night. And for me personally, that's what it took to get me into a commission salon for six months was just to know that I was picking a place that offered everything on my list. I kind of had like a bucket list of what I wanted in a commission salon. What are my dreams? What would be so comfy and nice and what would make me just feel spoiled like this is so great and I can offer my clients the best because of this. So front desk and cleaning help throughout the day somebody that does the dishes somebody that sweeps up behind you somebody that books those clients and like i said this is for a commission usually so that's what really i feel helped me at that time be efficient um in a commission salon because usually they are a lot more fast paced so that extra handed help is always needed so the next thing that I know a lot of people probably don't think about is how much space is there between each station? Is there natural lighting? Um, what does the overhead lighting look like? Is It just really depends on your niche. Um, are you someone who wants to be super present on social media? Well, then... I highly suggest wherever you are that you do have gorgeous natural lighting just beaming through the whole salon. You know, it just, you want that perfect glow when you're taking pictures. If you cannot stand outside because it's raining or windy or whatever, if there's a great big window somewhere that you can at least use that has a, you know, a decent backdrop, that's great. Um, Now, if you walk in and it's dark and there's a flickering light in the corner and the trash hasn't been taken out, run like you're on fire. Okay. I'm just kidding. Honestly, I, I personally, I, I would not be able to do that because I need good lighting. Um there are things that, again, these are just my boundaries. If you're cool with that and you're like, Psh, whatever, I got this, this is fine, then by all means, go for it. I'm not here to tell you that that would be a bad space for you. Um, These are just things to think about. So lighting, how many stylish chairs are there? How many square feet? How big is the space so that you know, is there a break room? Oh my gosh, a break room. That is what I should have put that at the top of this list. A break room is like, Gold, if you can find somewhere that has a massive break room, oh my gosh, that's the place. Take it, not kidding. But think about that like, really think about it. Because I've been in places where I didn't have a break room, and I was like, Well, where the heck do I put my stuff? You know, like, there's just so many different things you do need to think about. Like, this is going to affect your day to day life. Does it have a break room? Is there natural lighting? Is the front desk help? Is there someone that helps with cleaning? Is your owner present? How are they present? Do they offer education? Are there um, commission increasing structures that allow you to make more money down the road? Um, Product and supply are they providing everything you need every day, all day? Are they working with your schedule? Growth opportunities? What products does the salon use? What do they expect you to use? Do you need to use the exact same things as them? Or is the owner open to buying more product and supplying that for you to be creative? Or are you going to be restricted to one specific line? These are the things that you need to think about. Otherwise, when you just run into any salon anywhere, and I'm sorry, but it's... It's not going to be a clear vision of what you... You're not going to have a clear vision of what this is going to be like. Don't go in blind. Do not go in blind. What, I Compare it to... Are you going to go rent somewhere that you've never seen before in person? Are you going to buy a house you never walked into? Probably not. And if you do, power to you. Because I would never do that. But it's important. If your boundaries are... As important to you as they are to me, you would make sure that wherever you are, that it is positive, it's uplifting, it's a safe environment for you and your feelings and your needs and your growth and so you can thrive and just become the most amazing self that you can be because if you don't go down the list on what is important to you in a space... I I did not do that in the beginning. I didn't really do that. I saw a shiny salon and was like, that's it. I don't care what you need for me. Take my blood sample. I want to work here. I don't care. And it was one of the worst experiences I could have gone through. But also one of the most beneficial because I grew. I was able to grow. So a loss is always a lesson. And also remember, just because maybe you're analytical like me and you have a portfolio with a notebook and a checklist and you're checking them boxes and you got everything good to go, cross your T's, dot your I's, it does not mean that it's going to work out either. There is no proof, proven way to say this is right for me or wrong for me until you do it. And then you will develop your boundaries over time. You will develop. Okay, well, that didn't work for me, even though I thought it would, and that's okay. I'm I just really wish oh, you guys people need to stop just beating themselves up for being human. Like, this is important to your mental health, is to just understand that you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna fuck up. That's life. It's how you handle when you fuck up, it's how you handle. In a shitty situation in a salon. It's how you handle an owner that you are not getting along with. It's how you handle that toxic client or that toxic coworker that defines you. It is not what you do and it is only how you do it. And I live by that. If you don't think about how you are doing something, then what you do is not going to be as impactful as you probably hope it would be. So honestly, when it comes to commission salons, there's a l- probably a lot more to think about in terms of your environment because you probably have a lot less control because you are W-2 status. You are working for somebody else. You do have a boss. So although you are allowed to pick and choose where you would like to apply at the end of the day, you have a boss that you need to report to like this end of story. And even though that you can have boundaries that say, I am not working from 6 p.m. on to the next morning at 10. So from those times, please do not contact me, anything work related or anything. I'm with my family. Have a good night. You are allowed to have those boundaries, but you also need to remember that you are commissioned, you work for someone, you are not your own boss. And for me personally, that was really hard. I like to have my freedom. I love being my own boss. It comes with a million times more responsibility than I could have ever imagined. But it is the best thing for me because I am a little bit of a control freak when it comes to my business. I am someone that has very strict boundaries, and I am somebody who, um, you know, kind of like you, like I said, I'm very analytical. I have a checklist. I have things that I write down. So, and but if something doesn't work out, you know, I had to really learn to stop beating myself up. And when I saw other people doing it, I was like, "Wow, is that what I do to myself? I don't like that. I'm not going to do that anymore." That's that's not conducive to your growth. So, thanks for that come to Jesus moment. I just had to get all that out. So, moving on to, you know, independent salons. Um, There are, the list is a little bit less intense of things that you, um, you know, should think about. Okay, I have been to, this is my, 4 I'm on my fourth independent um, salon that I booth rent out of, and I have learned so much on what works for me and what doesn't work for me. I've learned so much on what to look for, what to what to not look for, who I am, who I'm not, um, and so I'll start with again the contracts. It is different from commission, but a lease contract for booth renting is most of the time. A very common thing, but I also will, you know, just say that the contracts should really just be more about the length of time rather than what's expected in terms of, you know, what kind of work you do for the salon. Um, But there's so many different things that um, kind of just pull together when it comes to independent booth renting. So if somebody wants contracts and they are saying, I want you here for 12 months, I don't care what you do. Here's the key. Have a heyday. That's probably going to work out really great for you if you're really into just doing your own thing and being independent. But maybe the length of time is a little stressful. You're like, man, I don't really know if I'm going to be here for that long. Maybe step in and negotiate. Is eight months okay? Can we maybe do eight months and go from there? Can we do six months and go from there? And just explain. I'm just not really sure what my end goal is. And I don't want to commit myself to something that I'm not sure that I'm going to want in six months. And that's okay. That's completely acceptable. Um, Another thing, and that that has worked for me actually. I signed a three-month lease at the current space I am at because they weren't sure and I wasn't sure. And I'm okay, and I was okay with that. It's what I needed at the moment. And it's what they needed. They wanted to help me get clients in my chair because I was in between salons and I really needed a new space. They accommodated me, and I have been completely blessed by them. And it gave me the ability to be able to keep running my business. So even if I don't personally like contracts, I am okay with a three-month contract because I know it is short-term. So you can kind of work with yourself and work with your own boundaries and see where you are willing to change and bend. But that doesn't necessarily mean just because you're saying, okay, it's compromise. Don't look at it as, oh man, I'm crossing my boundary again. It's no, what what are the areas you are compromising in? That allow you to excel in all of these other areas, rather than restrict yourself so much to the point to where you cannot even get into a salon. Do you know what I mean? So, a lot of the the next big things that I kind of wanted to talk about was um, supplying your own products as an independent stylist. You have to ninety nine point nine percent of the time you. Supply all of your own product. I'm talking from back bar to pin combs, like rat tail combs to hair cutting combs to your own barbicide, foils, gloves, everything. That is your job. You are your own boss. It is not the salon owner's job to supply that stuff for you. Now, if they are a booth renter and they do provide that, that is amazing. That is less cost for you, but you have to be okay with what they use and probably ask, is it okay, you know, if I bring in my own product and if it's not okay and they want you to only use what they have, then I would revisit that boundary and go, hmm, is this going to be conducive for my growth or is this going to hold me back? I don't like what they use. I wonder why they want me to only use what they use. I would like to have more creativity and freedom with my product. I don't want to only be restricted. Um, So, and that also comes with asking a salon owner when you're booth renting if they require you to sell. A lot of places require you to sell only what they supply. That's not okay. I'ma just tell you right now, as a booth renter, you are allowed to sell your own product on your station shelf. You are allowed to sell product outside of the salon. That is your right as a business owner. You are leasing a subletted space from a already leased space from someone else who owns it. So If you want to sell your own product outside of the salon or do curbside pickup or you want to put a link and you can make an order for someone and ship it to their house, that's what I did. When I was not allowed to um, change up my products to use or basically when I wasn't allowed to sell my own stuff, I would say, fine, I will meet you outside of the salon since this isn't going to work out here. Um, It was definitely more inconvenient for them and it was inconvenient for me. But that was a boundary I learned. I didn't know I had even three years in, four years into doing hair. I didn't even know that that was ever going to be a concern of mine. But it came about in a space I was in and I was like, huh, I never thought of that. But this does bother me. I want to provide my own products of choice. I don't want to have to use my own, these styling products just because the owner uses them. I pay booth rent. I have my own business insurance. I have my business name. I pay my own taxes. All this person does, right, is provide the chair and the mirror and the electricity and the water. They are the supplier for all of the tools and fundamentals fundamentals and the foundation of everything that I need. That is the purpose of booth renting, is to show up and have running water, electricity, a professional environment, ready to go, plug in your hairdryer, put color in your cabinet and get to work. But it is your job to supply your own product. And I remember one time I tried to switch out some product on my styling shelf and it was looked down upon. I definitely got the look. And although I wasn't told that I needed to take them down, I did feel a sense of being treated differently because of that. And that doesn't, I don't rock with that. I don't vibe with that. And I'm the kind of person that definitely speaks up. I'm known for speaking out. I'm saying, hey, is everything okay? Are you okay with the product that I have on my styling shelf at my station? And then, you know, they would probably tell me, well... It doesn't really go with the color scheme of all the other products that I like to supply in the salon. So maybe if you keep it in the back. And for me, I was kind of, you know, taken back a second where I was like, well, let me think about how I feel about that. And then let me get back to you on that because I am a booth renter and I am allowed to supply whatever styling product I need to operate my business efficiently. And that is probably a healthy way rather than, you know, I've seen scenarios where people would start yelling and go crazy. And I have personally been in some not so healthy situations with coworkers or, um, you know, salon owners or stuff like that, where there was almost no way out for me and i just had to get out so let's see the biggest thing with product to me equals like being able to be creative with your product um, is that sense of independence and freedom that you are looking for so if that's important to you then i highly recommend asking about that when you are interviewing with somebody for a booth rental position um And then booking systems as well. If they are only wanting you to use their booking system, to me, that is a red flag. I don't personally believe that that is someone else's, I guess, input uh, to say, hey, I need you to use the same booking system. We all use this. So you need to use this too. And um, well, you know, maybe in a commission salon, yes. But in a, independent booth rental salon that's not how that works you can use whatever booking system you want it is your business and it does not need to work or coincide with the owners Um, so the next thing is having an owner also that is present for booth renters it is going to be a bit different because you supply everything on your own an owner is probably not going to be as involved Um, it is You know, a lot of booth rental owners choose to do booth rent because it's less, you know, stress on them. It alleviates a headache of product and supplying and, you know, all the things. But when talking about just being present, knowing what is going on in their space, that is one of my biggest, biggest red flags is when I can't go to a salon owner for a problem and have them you know hear me effectively and then nothing I guess really go beyond that and that's something you need to think about is does is this environment healthy is it toxic is it full of drama how is it handled when there's a problem does everyone work as a team but even as independent booth renters You can have a team that is on the same wavelength, but individually all does different things. And they all operate differently and they all want to operate differently. And that's the point of being creative, independent beauty professionals. There is no box that anyone can keep you in when you are running your own business. So another thing is, of course, just your boundaries that is going to be on my next podcast um, talking specifically just about boundaries and how your boundaries with yourself and boundaries with others will make or break your career and your overall quality of life and your relationship with owners and coworkers and clientele. Um, so... There is a huge difference between being insubordinate and having boundaries. And it's important to to be able to distinguish the two. The next thing that I wanted to kind of just touch on before we wrap up is the ability to be yourself in terms of hair, clothing, makeup, shoes, as long as you're not running around barefoot <laughs> or running in the salon naked, <laughs> I mean, you do you, boo, but there is a line of professionalism and a standard that each salon has a vision to uphold. And this is where you have to have to have to check all these things that I have li- listed off here on What is important to me? What are my red flags? What are my absolute no-goes? What am I looking for in a space? Do I care if the owner wants me to dress a certain way? Do I care if, you know, the owner wants to supply a specific product for me to only use? Does that matter? Does it not matter? Am I okay with it? Do I believe I'm going to want more open creativity? more individualism these are just things that really are going to be a part of your searching for your salon um so i do not like being in a box and i know anybody i don't know a single person who does like being in a box but some people do like the factor of comfort because it's easy and it's done for them but if you're like me i would rather do the hard work do it myself and know that i could do it with my own personality Um, so if there, you know, is a salon that you are in or wanting to go in, but you feel that there is a resistance to change or a resistance to allow you to be yourself and your full individual authentic self, which means if you want to wear a diamond studded crop top with leather pants and wedges and wear bright red lipstick and a bunch of dangly jewelry. You should be allowed to do that. Period. I don't believe that it is humane to discriminate against attire or what someone wants to wear. I understand having a vision, but we're not talking about vision. We're talking about image. And they're like completely different things. Image, expectations, kill creativity (laughs) it kills it when someone is not feeling their best self and their personality the creativity is going to diminish and I know because I've been there I had to dress a certain way talk a certain way act a certain way do hair like everybody else does hair and I was miserable I wanted to wear what I wanted to wear So I started wearing whatever I wanted to wear. And I had boundaries. And I remember the owner kind of giving me a look, but then never saying anything. And I was like, this is who I am. And I need to be accepted for who I am or I cannot be a part of this salon anymore because I don't fit your image. And I'm sorry. And that to me was the, you know, one of the, hardest parts about being commissioned was being told how to look and dress and being told that if I were to wear more black I would make more money and attract more clients. And I remember <laughs> going to a class with somebody in Anchorage, Alaska, and cuz that's where I live, you guys, I'm in Alaska. I don't think I even mentioned that, but I live in Alaska. Um I remember going to a class in a city here and I almost walked up, got up and walked out because I could not believe that I was told that my outfit was too colorful. It's not, not something that you want to hear when you're an openly creative human. And I, I don't agree with it. You guys, I don't like it. It's not nice. And you know what? I'm successful. And so will you be, you will be, I hope Whatever success is to you, I hope you get it. Whatever happiness is to you, I hope you you get there. Because if you need to get there by shaving your head and wearing 10-inch platforms like Lady Gaga, then you wear it. If you need to wear bright red lipstick and blue eyeshadow and you're feeling it, wear it. I am such... A believer in being yourself just be who you want to be and you know like it's not about image we don't need to all look the same that's so boring you guys be yourself and i guarantee you the authentic people who want you around will show up it's a hard lesson i feel as we get through our 20s and we start growing up as learning who is really on your side and who was only there for the wrong reasons. And that has everything to do with where I am right now. (laughs) Um, And that's a part of, unfortunately, I think, especially for women, you know, I I talk to my husband all the time about this stuff. And, you know, he, he understands that he will not ever understand, if do you know what I mean? So he's listening and he's trying to understand but he also knows that he's not a woman so he's not ever going to understand but he can do his best to help me along the way even if he doesn't understand and that's a huge is to make sure that the people are around you are there because they know who you really are behind social media behind your hairdressing license behind your money, what lack of money, wealth of money, whatever, you either have it or you don't. The people who are really there are the ones who really know who you are. If you're the weird girl like me, if you're the nerd that had no friends in high school like me, but you can still claw your way through and... Prove to yourself that you can do this even though you are not like other people. Weird is good. I like weird is amazing. I love weird. Be weird. Like all creatures welcome. <laughs> That's how I like to see life. I welcome everybody. And not a lot of people know this, but I have a very girly feminine side and I think probably from growing up in Alaska with just my father and my, I have three brothers. I am the oldest girl <laughs> of four. And growing up with a dad and brothers in Alaska, you know, you have to be tough. And I've got a tough tomboy side to me. There's a nerdy side to me. I play video games. I, I love to do things that most people wouldn't admit that they like to do. But this is me encouraging you to put that out there. Say it. Scream it to the world. I'll tell you, I am a huge Dungeon Dungeon and Dragons fan. I love Dungeons and Dragons. Nerd. 1,000% nerd. And you know what? I love that about me because I'm confident about that part of myself. And I'm encouraging every person to believe in themselves And embrace the weird parts. Because one day you're watching me walk in Louis Vuittons, my red bottoms. And the next day, I'm probably putting on my, you know, Stranger Things t-shirt. And I'm sitting there binging my nerdy shows with my husband. And we're playing video games and playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like, it's okay to have different versions of yourself. You can... Be whoever you want to be and you don't owe an explanation to anybody. So that's how I want to end this podcast and I I am new to making podcasts and I am new to all of this. If you listened and you liked it, cool. If not, cool. I'm going to still do it anyways. So I hope all of you have a great day and make sure to remember being your authentic self means being... Your authentic self remember that and you will definitely unlock that little piece of you that's like screaming to get out so i hope that this was helpful and i will probably bring up more topics around what does it mean to be your true self but along with boundaries so have a good night or good day whatever part of the world you are in (laughs) and I will see you guys on my next episode.